Welcome to Shields Up Showcase, the podcast about SMH athletics. I'm Alex Blast. And I'm Will Acevedo. And today we're sitting down with Peyton and Will, and these guys are lacrosse players. So, Will. What's going on? Uh, all right. So, first question, jumping into it. Uh, kind of an easy question at first. We were wondering, how long have you both played lacrosse for? Peyton, you want to take this one? Because I got quite a story here. <laughs> okay. I've been playing lacrosse since third grade I believe um, I was playing baseball and then my mom um, signed me up for a lacrosse team without my permission and I was kind of mad at her but now I'm happy that she did because I like lacrosse a lot more than baseball all right and yeah so I've been playing lacrosse since I was eight years old I don't know if y'all want to do the math there I'm 17 but used to live up in Annapolis Maryland before I moved here to San Antonio, 2014, but the cross up on the East Coast is almost like a religion up there. So you don't play much baseball, you don't play much t-ball, you're playing the cross just straight off the bat. Now that we know that, I just want to take a step back and say, what even is lacrosse? Like, explain lacrosse to people who don't know what it's about. All right, so I'm going to put it in simple words here. So imagine if hockey, soccer, and American football all had a child. So you're, you're taking some aspects from hockey, like using a stick. You're using like the field or ice rink setup where you're able to go behind the goal. You're taking like some of the positions from soccer. You have your offense, your defense, and like your, we call them middies. Not sure what soccer y'all call them, but and and a goalie. And you have the physical, hard-hitting aspect of football. Played on a football field. Separate lines though, and so your attack and defense. There's. Uh, positioned on separate sides of the field, attack opposite of the goal you're defending, defense obviously on the same side of the goal you're defending, but you're not allowed to cross the midline, which gives limitations to those positions. Whereas your middies, three, uh, three players to that position, can cross all over the field, wherever they want. All right. So, um. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a really good explanation. Um, and so, you know, this episode is unique in that it's the first time we're interviewing people who uh, are in the process of playing their sport like right now, like you are in season yeah, right now. That's how it should be. <laughs> so, so I think we were, we were wondering kind of, can you just give uh, the listeners at home a general overview of the lacrosse season so far and kind of what you guys are expecting from here on out? Okay, so this lacrosse season, we've played four games. Four games so far, yeah. Four games. We've won one, lost three. They've all been fights to the death. Um, first game, Reagan, lost. Second game, Central, lost. Central Catholic from downtown San Antonio. Downtown, that was a Friday game. We beat them in a fight. Third game, we got... Third game was TMI. Yeah, that was TMI. Lost there. That was a rough game. We were in it first half, and just we didn't click on all cylinders in the second half. Lost in the second half, clearly. Then our most recent game was a loss to Reagan. 
that is Ronald Reagan High School to be exact. Who's Bernie? Bernie. Last game was Bernie. <laughs> it was this past, past Monday, which we could have easily beat them. We just – our team, we weren't clicking together. We weren't on the same page. And because of that, we suffered. Okay. So, I mean, even though you guys have lost games so far, do you feel like those losses have maybe uh, helped you guys come together a little bit more and maybe have helped you learn some stuff? Honestly, I feel like it has. I mean, we have a bunch of new freshmen this year, which is kind of hard. And because of COVID, we never really got some of those early practices in that are crucial to like a true lacrosse team. So you can kind of learn like each other, how people click, how people work, kind of what their habits are. And because of that, we've been kind of playing catch up all season. And we have like three games left now. And I still don't feel like some of the team is – I feel like we're starting to kind of get a hang of how, what people's habits are and how we can, like, help back them up and fill in that gray space where they leave out. Okay, well, I kind of wanted to know, just because, like, a guy like me, I don't really know anything about lacrosse. So I kind of want to know, like, from your perspective, who are, like, like lacrosse players that, that inspire you? I actually keep up with uh, – mm -hmm. New, new age lacrosse, PLL, MLL, and how MLL was like your major league hockey, major league baseball. It was the league that was there first. And then you had very famous player. If you ask any lacrosse player, they should know him, Paul Rabel. Kind of like the Tom Brady lacrosse. How he started up his own league which, with a bunch of money of his, and that's called the PLL. Some people will say it's the professional lacrosse league, and to that I say, no, it's the premier lacrosse league. But so just recently, those two leagues merged to, into the PLL, and how I've been kind of keeping up with that last season. But to get back to your question there, good positionally, I, both Peyton and I play defense, and I feel a good PLL defensive player would be Garrett Apple. Likes to hit hard, does not really care what other people think about him. Yeah, pretty much just, just a good rounded player, solid player. And so I'm curious, Will, you talked about earlier, obviously you're uh, from Maryland. So you were introduced to lacrosse at a pretty young age, but I feel like even in our lifetimes, the game has really expanded to, you know, Southern states. And it's really expanding. So can you talk maybe about how you've seen lacrosse go from really just being up north to kind of becoming a, a big sport in not only in Texas, but really in the country? Yeah. So like I'd said, born and raised up in Maryland, moved down here 2014. And how when I first moved down here, I missed the spring season, but during that, the next fall, I got to play for the Alma Heights fall team. And I find it's crazy to see just how much San Antonio lacrosse has advanced. Just going from when I had first gotten there, we were playing with old hockey pennies. Why we have hockey pennies in San Antonio, I have not a clue. But we're, that's what the coach had told us, Coach Monick. 
he loved yelling at you. And his vocabulary was like the vocabulary of a sailor. But he had kind of taught me how lacrosse in San Antonio wasn't to that step yet of how you had all these different schools playing and you could come together in one little district, kind of like how baseball or football, uh, basketball would be in San Antonio. But so like over these years, I've gotten to learn a lot about how different cities in San Antonio have grown, like lacrosse-wise. I know Austin, Dallas, and Houston, they're a lot further advancing, advancing a lot quicker than San Antonio. But so I, I think it's real cool, just like taking a step back and looking at it all, because I went from, believe it or not, I actually quit lacrosse seventh grade to go run track, which was a huge mistake on my part, because I'm not the fastest athlete out there. And because of that, I hate running, hmm. hate track. And so... But taking that year off kind of gave me a year to think about what I could do in the off season to get myself better. Kind of think of like from a team, like how a team would think. Got to meet a couple of buddies at Heights and I came back eighth grade year with a whole new perspective on it. And I feel like that had helped me a lot. So, yeah, that is really interesting talking about the kind of expansion from, you know, of lacrosse from being the sport for like preppy kids on the East Coast to becoming a sport for preppy boys all around the country. So I wouldn't, you know, we asked this question to pretty much all of our guests because it's really relevant, especially because of the school we go to. So talk to us about like balancing sports in school. You're in season right now. So you're probably having to deal with that currently. Yeah, Pete, you want to talk about this here a lot more? A lot smarter than I am actually. Um, I would say the balance between school and athletics is pretty easy at St. Mary's Hall. Um, I think really all you have to do is just kind of like get right onto homework right when you're done with practice. Just make sure you get that all done right quick. And if you can do that, then like it's no different. Like you only have about two hours worth of homework every night. So that two hours just starting after practice instead of right after school. So there's no real difference. I'd also say that going in to see your teachers right before practice is something that's essential just because you are starting a little later and you won't necessarily be able to ask them questions like as you're doing your homework, if you ever want to like email them like at 3.30 or whatever. So going to see your teachers is a pretty helpful, helpful tip. But then that's all I got. Will, did I miss anything? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you covered it pretty well, but just... I know outside of school and like the St. Mary's Hall team, there's area where the club team I play for, the San Antonio Tacos, I know there's a little overlap there. Like late May, you have the end of the school season wrapping up. You have school, and especially with exams, AP exams, all those. Then you've like the start of your club team. I just found it's a lot easier to just knock it out when you have the time, whether that's getting making up work, whether that's knocking out stuff that's due later in the week. It just 
you kind of get a feeling for it after a while and after you know what you're kind of doing it, it makes it a lot easier yeah i agree with all that those are uh, some really good tips um so i guess wrapping up here uh this is another question we ask most of our guests is uh so far in your high school lacrosse experience, what, what's been your favorite memory? There's a lot. Freshman, I feel like because of last year with COVID, we never really got to make any solid, like, true memories. But probably my favorite memory so far is we went to a defensive dinner, just solely defense. Defensive coach included, goalie, obviously, Rudy, Jesus Cano, who used to go here, he's graduated, moved on to bigger, better things. But how we went to the smoke shack, if you all know where that is. And we just sat there talking about stories that we regret. And things that happened to us that we thought were funny, just funny stories. And I mean, I really felt like I connected with, feel like I was part of the team during that dinner. Right? Yeah, I'd have to agree with Will on that. I feel like team dinners are pretty fun, especially when it's just the defense. Um, it's kind of click different with them. Um, yeah, I think team dinner is probably my favorite part. Yep. Well, thank you guys for coming on and talking to us. You guys are really great guests. And we really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Awesome. See you. All right. All right. Well, that's the show, everybody. Thank you for listening. And uh, see you later. All right. Bye. Yeah.